Well, last week we talked about Vancouver considering changes to zoning development bylaws allowing multiplexes on single lots. Now, up to six units could be built on one lot if the changes get approved. It would also allow the creation of larger laneway homes. What we didn't spend a lot of time talking about was that a newly built detached single-family house could only use the equivalent of 60% of a lot's area. So that would be about 2,400 square feet. Now, a multiplex, if it was permitted, would be you'd be able to build would be able to build up to 4026 square feet on that same lot so an average vancouver lot about 33 by 122 feet uh, you could build a 2400 square foot home which is roughly 400 square feet less than what you can do presently now some critics have said city hall is trying to discourage single detached homes by making them smaller joining me now to discuss the issue is ron rapp ceo of the home builders association of vancouver ron thank you for joining us today my pleasure thank you what are your members saying in regards to these proposed rules that would reduce the size of an average uh, vancouver home by about 400 square feet well, uh, it's not something that uh, we're particularly um, fond of supporting. I understand the idea is to uh, disincentivize or disincentivize the construction of large single-family homes in lieu of uh, either multiplexes or a combination of single-family home with a suite and um, laneway home. But by the same token, and as noted um, by some of the documentation and correspondence that's been shared with the city, uh, there are concerns on a number of fronts from a number of industry professionals that diminishing the size of the single-family home by about 400 square feet, as you've mentioned, uh, would uh, inherently reduce the amount of flexibility that would be available to um, uh, living in circumstances, uh, particularly in a multi-generational scenario or uh, in the uh, provision of uh, additional suites within the context of that home at a future date. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you go about it? How do you think the city should go about it in regards to encouraging um, more square footage on uh, more options uh, to live on one single lot? You know, we have laneway homes, we have basement suites. Um, how do you think the city needs to go about greater density and, and ultimately more housing in the city? Well, firstly, you know, we're quite supportive of the idea that uh, of the central density initiative that is being undertaken by the city, which would allow for anywhere from four to six units on a single family lot. Uh, that kind of introduction uh, or the introduction of that kind of density is, is appropriate to what's, uh, what we're trying to do in a way of finding opportunity for the uh, missing middle, uh, that is to say people who cannot fit into the higher end uh, provisions of housing or into the uh, subsidized housing uh, bracket. So it does create opportunity, and often those opportunities are extended to family members or, you know, um, uh, and et cetera, et cetera. It is not necessarily an open market call. But by the same token, uh, what we'd like to see is that there's a flexible opportunity for the division or the uh, attribution of the floor space that would be available. So in a floor space ratio scenario where uh, the given lot is... Um, X by X in terms of size in the context of a typical uh, lot in uh, the city of Vancouver, that would be about 33 by 122, which uh, yields an area of uh, about 4,000 some odd square feet and at 0.7, uh, which is the current um, level of floor space ratio that's available, that would yield a home about 2,800 square feet. 
by diminishing that to 0. 0.6, that would give you a home of about uh, 2,400 square feet. But they've made the provision for a laneway home slightly larger so that a uh, laneway home could um, account for about 0. 0.25 of that floor area. And that would put it in uh, around the 900 to 1,000 square foot range. But overall, what we're looking for is, is the flexibility to attribute that floor space where it needs to be whether it be in the house itself, in the main body of the house, or in the laneway home. The laneway home could be smaller. The house could be a little bit larger. And, you know, to turn, determining on uh, how you want to use that space, which is pertinent to everybody's individual needs. How big is a laneway home now? What's What are the rules now? Uh, I believe it's at about 0.16, if I'm not mistaken. And that would uh, provide a laneway home that I think would max out at... Um, around 900 square feet. So the typical is falling between 700 and 800 square feet. Okay, so it gives you a couple hundred more square feet if, with, with the new potential rules. Um, I'm just curious, how much of a role do multi-generational families now play in regards to just sale of single-family homes? In the sale of single-family homes? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really say in that regard, but I know that uh, from several of our members who are working in this space, in particular with laneway homes, it is a significant uh, uh, driver of uh, what is putting laneway homes in place, that uh, creating opportunity for other family members. In some cases, it might be the parents who uh, move out of the main body of the house into the laneway home, mm-hmm. making the larger home available to their um, children and their in children in turn, like in, in a family scenario. Or conversely, the uh, you know the uh, uh, principal owner would stay in the main house and uh, have the support of having family available in the uh, in the uh, laneway home. And that can additionally be augmented with a suite. I mean, at the moment, if you're going to have a single-family home uh, on a single-family lot in Vancouver, the maximum number of suites you can have or accessory dwelling units is three. So you might have a suite and, uh, the, uh, and the main body of the house, you know, uh, and as well as the laneway home, which would then accommodate potentially, you know, three separate parties uh, living in that property. Mm-hmm. And in one instance, I believe one of our members has indicated that it's over 80% that are in a multi-generational type of scenario mm-hmm. uh, in the product that we're providing. I'm curious, with the uh, desire to build more suites on a single-family lot, uh, sort of a two-part question. Uh, a... Is that practical in the sense of just the amount of sewage and piping that is needed, number one? Number two, do you actually have the manpower as an industry to build those uh, particular sort of units on a, on a, on a single-family lot or perhaps a bigger single-family lot? Because labor is still very much a challenge too, isn't it? And then you add to that parking. How practical do you think the, this was going to be in regards to people actually saying, I'm going to go forward and do this. It's going to be a headache for me in regards to planning and all that but I will still put up with just the the, 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 the sewage that will be needed, the sewage system that needs to be put in, the parking challenges that may be there for, for future in, in, in on that street, and just a practical, pragmatic thing of just moving forward and doing all this because you still need the labor. How practical do you think this is, this move towards more uh, units on a single-family lot? Well, fundamentally, it's one more tool in the box, Um you know, we need to be able to find a way to uh, increase our density, to to take our very expensive land and um, basically um, break that into more affordable pieces on an individual uh, unit basis to create more affordable opportunities. And uh, 
while it is not necessarily uh, a wholesale development play, I see that this is going to unfold much the same way as Laneway Homes did in the, in the get-go, where it kind of grows organically and is uh, looked at on an as-needed basis. One of the uh, issues that is driving this, excuse me, there's a siren going past here. Not a problem. It's big city life. Um, one of the issues is that in many cases, uh, some of the homes that are being looked at for this uh, sort of a housing initiative would be underutilized. That is to say that they are now um, empty nesters who are uh, sitting in a family home that is much larger than what their, their individual needs are. Uh, at the same time, their children are looking for opportunities for housing. So from a sewage standpoint, it's not that big a challenge. There are, of course, areas in the city that uh, would have uh, varying degrees of capacity and that may need to be addressed. But overall, you're looking at using the excessive or the, the capacity that's already inherent there because to some degree, these uh, properties are being underutilized. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as the labor component goes, that is a challenge to be sure. Uh, but as I said, I don't see that this is going to take off and go thousands of homes being undertaken in this respect. And it's also going to ask for or look at a, a, um, a different form of, of how to approach uh, this kind of housing because you're in an infill situation. You haven't got a lot of room to stage and uh, to uh, maneuver or store materials, etc. So there will probably be a lot of uh, off-site construction, panelized, maybe even prefab of some sort that can be brought to bear. And uh, as this uh, gains more momentum and more uh, elements of the industry start to uh, embrace this kind of uh, scenario or this kind of a genre, uh, it's going to become more streamlined and uh, using whatever available resources there are more effectively. Uh, Ron, final question. How uh, confident are you that the city is going to listen here, that potentially you might be able to say, look, here's the square footage that you built on a property and you can decide based on your needs that either that extra square footage goes towards the home or the laneway home. How um, confident are you the city is going to listen uh, to that particular proposal and perhaps even implement it? Uh, well, uh, we'll see. There's going to be public hearings in September and uh, everyone's concerns can be brought forward at that time. Um, right now, in terms of this uh, concept overall, uh, which the province is also working on at the same time, uh, we're looking to see that there's some kind of alignment between what's happening with the city and with the province, and those things, things uh, should really happen in tandem. So what we're hoping for is that the city will you know, take these concerns into account. We are making the same representations to uh, the folks of the province who are looking after the similar uh, regulation to be, a pro uh, to be applied province-wide, and we're looking to see that there is some congruence between the two initiatives. So the concerns that we've raised are we want to be able to ensure that there's significant flexibility there to create the maximum opportunity both now and into the future. Uh, at the same time, there are issues with uh, title and the opportunity for stratification. There are concerns with, uh, with uh, service capacity, but not so much in the sewers as it is with the hydro capacity, and that's another big issue uh, that is, uh, is uh, at the forefront. So fundamentally, it's the alignment, the flexibility, and the service capacity of the three major issues that we want to ensure are being adequately uh, addressed. So you, you mentioned that the hydro capacity is just a question of rewiring everything and just dealing with the amount of capacity and, 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 then draw, and the need that's going to be there if we head in this direction when it comes to just hydro. Yeah, well, that's the question. And in many cases, 
You know, we're seeing uh, an initiative that has been brought forward to address climate issues that would basically suggest that there's um, 100% electrification. That is to say, all of the space heating, domestic hot water heating, uh, heat pumps, uh, EV charging, all of these are, are loads that, um, you know, might be in excess of what had normally been uh, attributed to any particular property. And now if we're putting multiple units on those properties, those uh, um, loads are going to be expanded. And uh, in some cases, uh, that's not available. So uh, homeowners are finding themselves in a position where they have to significantly um, raise the level of service capacity available to them from, from an electrical standpoint. And that, in turn, can be quite expensive. It might uh, call for a, a different uh, type of transformer or certainly a larger transformer which carries a significant cost attached to it. Mm-hmm. Ron, uh, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to chatting with you soon. Thank you so much.